because when I think of every part of my life um, that's been great and awful, um, I had a woman to support me. Mm, yes. So right. I got to show up for the next woman. That's our responsibilities. We talk mm-hmm. about the power to influence. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, show up. You're listening to Just Keep Living, the Glasshouse conversation where there are no stones thrown. This podcast is a judgment free zone for free thinkers who value personal growth and mental health. We're all about inspiring and empowering others, all while creating safe spaces to have difficult conversations. Join us every week as we have fun, get vulnerable, and go deep. Answer each other's questions on a range of topics from sex to religion and everything in between. And we do mean everything. We're just trying to figure it out. Like Granny always said, just keep living. Welcome to the show. It's a welcome back, though. Yes. Yes. It is. It is. I gave them a good old blow on my nose in the song. <laughs> that is a welcome back blow. I mean, okay. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Dennis. Welcome back. Hey. Welcome back. Welcome it's back. my allergies. I'm not doing coke. I'm not doing Oh. I oh. promise. That's a great thing. That, I know, right? It's that time of year, y'all. It's whoop, spring. Whoop. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. Wait, we got to introduce each other. I, we, oh, we get, it's been forever. It has been. I don't even yeah. know what yeah. to do right now. No, you want to take that off, Jenna? No, you can take that one. Take Woo, that come on, Jenna. Break this through. Oh. Well, Joe was going to tell us what we was going to do. What we was going to do? I'll, no, you, you got the voice for it. Let's go. Um, It's a little snotty today, but this is Jenna. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's Y'all, we, we back. We back. Uh, it's been a while. Whoa. Yeah. It's Master P. It's Shonda. This is Joe. And we have guests today. Yes. We do, because this is a special episode. Um, it is Jenna's birthday coming up. Oh yeah! Y'all, uh, hold on. on time with the sound effects. I know. I know. I'm ready for it. Kept practicing at home. Here we go. Happy birthday mm, to Jenna. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, uh, uh. Happy birthday, Jenna. Yes. Woo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's such a weird birthday without drinks, too. Um. Oh, yeah. But you're not, you said you weren't going to really celebrate yours this year. So this, this uh, episode is going to be a special one because uh, we are going to ask questions all about Jenna today and your life and everything about you uh oh, let's we're gonna ask it. so um who wants to start off i'm excited well y'all got questions i know Jen, jenna's from Bowley, oklahoma that's right okay. that yes. just sound like it's the yeah. south or the south <laughs> or the all south so in when, a pocket in the south right em- she embraced it though <laughs> <laughs> she got well, sayings and everything <laughs> i know and and she has all the phrases like they're creative but the country is hell but they make sense. Yes. They're, they have they wisdom in them. They though. Right, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what type of grandmas y'all got. Y'all are missing out. <laughs> Apparently. Right. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. But my first question to open up was, uh, tell us about what it was like for you growing up in Oklahoma. Well, Bowley, Oklahoma is a rural black town. We, they probably, this is, they probably made it through some episodes, whoever listening. So uh, we don't even have a stoplight in Bowley. To this day, they don't have a stoplight. Ooh. Wow. Very wow. small. When I went to Bowley, was a, my class was of 11, had 11 peers. So very small, rural, country-forming, um, historical black town. A uh, lot of, it's richness there, I think. Yeah, a lot of business owners, that's where, you know, when you think of the Great Migration, that's where a lot of black people went. Yeah, they went up north too, but they stopped in Oklahoma from Texas. So, 
You have a lot of people that uh, wanted to be business owners and wanted to have their own land and their own homes. And that's what I got to grow up with. Rich. It feels very rich. I'm Jenna Richardson, but it's rich. <laughs> Jenna Richardson. Sin. It's, rich. yeah, it's probably like, you know, the slave owner's name, but I got rich soil. There you go. Wow, I like there that. You go. Yes. The, yes. the culture. <laughs> yeah. Love it. And your, your family, I know you have a sister. You got... I actually have two sisters. Two sisters. I have that's right. one that's from my dad's first marriage that we say my, I say my daddy's daughter from his first marriage. Not really a sister, but my dad's daughter from his first marriage. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then I have a sister that's two years older than me. Um, there's Jess. Hey. She brought you, Jarrell. Y'all know my heart. They know my heart. <laughs> Y'all, they call like they call themselves surprising me. It worked. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So every year, y'all don't know that Parshell has the job of distracting me for whatever birthday plans they have planned. <laughs> Except this time, I did not lie. Oh. I didn't lie at all. At all, you didn't. No. Last, the other time, I did have to lie a little bit. A so. lot. Yeah. <laughs> he was a lying liar. That's what, I, that's what I call Jacob, a lying liar. Lying liar. <laughs> Jacob. Oh, man. Can we talk about Jacob on the podcast or are we just talking about me today? Oh, well, whoever. It's, like, it's, yeah. it's you. Who is Jacob to you? That's, let Jacob, them know. Oh, you, oh, I should tell them. I that's right. Yes. It feels really weird to talk about myself, though. Mm. Mm, come on. I mean, I can, I'm here now. I'm going to do it, but I'm just saying it feels right. a little weird. Okay. Yeah, so I have two kids of two four. Oh, I don't have two kids. I have no. Ooh. <laughs> Raise your hand. Look at little man. Okay. AD in the building. AD. I have three kids. I have yes. two 14 year olds and a brand new baby that was four weeks yesterday. That's why I wouldn't count Ooh. him. Yeah, but. That's, that's true. I do have three kids. That shit is strange. Wow. How does that feel with three kids? I forget I have a baby. Oh. Truth be told, I'll come walk in my room and he'll be in the bed and he'll move and I'll be like, <laughs> where do you come from? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He'll move that little orb around and I'll be like, oh God, I do have a newborn. That's him acknowledging I'm here. It's me. He's the perfect baby. He plays perfect. Oh yeah. wow! Ooh, don't get no ideas playing with that one because he play perfect. Yes, unless he's hungry. I, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, I need to know, like, uh, who instilled some of these sayings in you? Like, cause they stuck with you, and it's definitely something you sharing with a lot of people. Grandparents, grandparents, y'all done had them grandparents that gave y'all funny sayings. Grandparents, not like, yours. not like yours. Not like yours. It's yours. deeply rooted. Give it some, it can, is. Can you give me some more that that grandma? Because I'm like, I love it. I you mean, know, I've been listening to this book and I forgot about I declare. I declare that was a good one growing up. <laughs> I declare. I remember that. Uh huh. I don't know. It, they not weird to me. <laughs> that was a game. I declare war. Oh yeah, I declare. That's only I know. I but it was, it was, I do know that they would say, like, I declare that so-and-so and so. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. So, I guess, I don't know, grandparents, older people, older black yeah. people, they always had funny sayings. I, I mean, but I love the one about the porch. Share the porch. Oh, sweep around your porch. Yes. I, I say that. Yeah, yes. sweep around your porch. I tell my kids that all the time. Especially yes. Especially as they bicker. I'd be like, if you just sweep around your porch, 
That means, for y'all that don't know, yeah. that means worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. You just worry about yourself first. You can't worry about anybody else. Mm. You shouldn't be worried about what somebody else is doing on their porch. You sweep around your porch. <laughs> I say that one. That's my favorite. Daily. 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 I do have a... I gave you another one my dad had gave us. Fart box. Yeah, I gave y'all right. fart box. Dad, fart box. Fart. Have you heard that before? I've heard of it. Anybody heard about fart box? What a fart box I don't know what a fart box. That right there. <laughs> when it's no longer a booty, it's a fart box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my dad said that about my cousin's wife. She thick. She thick though. Like, I was like, damn. I feel like there needs to be like a dictionary of all these uh, phrases and yes. sayings, so that way we will know what, what she's saying. What? Yeah. What's, what's so saying? they can build a Siri for you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Her own little language. Yes. I, I got a question. Oh, go ahead. Oh, they can't hear you. Tell us about your elementary experience. Oh, what I remember. You know, I learned to play dominoes in elementary. I learned to play dominoes in third grade. Um, didn't learn to play spades. Uh, don't hold that against me. <laughs> I know. I didn't even want to take my black card. Right. And I did not I did not learn how to corn roll either while I lived in Bowling, the historical town. That's okay. Uh, I do remember I had a third grade teacher name was Miss Rogers. And when she wasn't there, we would play dominoes. Hmm. <laughs> they explain so much. Right. <laughs> so much about me right there. That's the, the early education. Um, what was elementary when I think of good memories? Ooh, you know, reality, reality is um fifth grade. <laughs> Be honest. My dad slapped me so hard across my head, he blacked my eye, and I had to go to school. Not gonna say who the teacher is because her daughter probably listens to this. And he was a pillar of the community. This is something when you think about what you remember. Mm-hmm. And she asked me what happened, and I said, Oh, I ran into a door, and she let it be. Mm. Yeah, he had uh-huh. slapped me right here and blacked my eye. I had a like child service wasn't invented uh-uh, back then, but he would, mm-hmm. you know, donate a lot of money mm-hmm. to the community in the school. Okay, so. You, anything else, Brittany? That was kind of heavy. How did you transition from that to middle school? My parents got a divorce because he was black in mama's eye, too. So my parents got a divorce in sixth grade, and I started going to Prague, which is predominantly white school in seventh grade, uh, which was very different. Um, you know, a lot of kids hadn't been behind a brown per- being around a brown person, so I had to deal with a lot of racism. I had uh, racist teachers. Um, yeah. So, interesting. Was it Prague around your your school district or was school it? School district. Okay. That's because you've big city folk. Right, so right. So, we just went to a different town. You oh, moved okay. to a different town. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the district is the town. Okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering if it was because your um, parents put you in a better school or thought that this would be a better school for you. No, my mom grew up in Prague. Okay. And my dad grew up in Bowling. So oh. when they got married, we lived in Bowley. And then when my parents got divorced, we moved to Prague, which is probably like 20 minutes from Bowley. Okay. Uh, 20, maybe 20 minutes. So up the street, different communities. Okay. So that's how middle school was. It was definitely an adjustment. Um, was this it, more of an evolved area? Like, um, you know. They had a grocery store. Uh, yeah. Okay. And instead of 11 kids in my class, I had 60. I mean, they had they had more money, so of course there was like more sports. There mm-hmm. were things like that that was really nice, um, but it was definitely a big adjustment. Did your middle school start from fifth 
and up or six? six. Okay. But I went there in seventh grade. So, yeah, it was it was different. The only other black kid was my cousin, Dre, which is also my neighbor in my grade. Wow. Yeah. So I went from Bowley that was all black, not even predominantly all black. In Bowley was all black kids. And then I went to Prague where I was one of two black kids in my class. And then taking that experience and going into high school, which is amazing, right? Which is just right across the softball field. <laughs> I know, I know, y'all want the district. It's some real big. It's literally across the softball field. You just walk across. Okay, but you went from twenty minutes from elementary to middle school. Now you're the only two, right? Uh huh. And then how was high school? High school was like big in your identity. Um, very similar to middle school. <laughs> uh, but I made some friends, okay. you know, along the way. Um. Because my grandma lived in Prague, you know, even when I was living in Bowley. So I would meet my first experience with a white person. Her name was Amy Cornelius, who is still one of my friends to this day. My first white friend, her name was Amy, and she was cool. She lived behind my Meemaw. Get these folks these good country names, too. I had a Meemaw, a granny. uh, Yeah. I had a nanny. I didn't have a Madeira. You had a nanny? Yeah. My great-grandmother was was your nanny? nanny? It was my great-grandmother, not like white people nanny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not what you was going with that. Yeah. So Wow. <laughs> so but high school was cool in its own way. I played sports. I got to experience things that I wouldn't experience in Bowley because they just didn't have the funding. Uh very small community. So it was cool. I think it I think it served a good purpose of who I am today. Because okay. I went from a predominantly black community, well, uh, all black community to dealing with real racism just because I was existing and breathing. And then today I get to work with a diverse people. So I can kind of find my way in either one. But I So did relate. that help you grow? As Absolutely. Like, uh, if I didn't, if I didn't experience Prague, I probably wouldn't ex- be who I am today. Wow. Because when you are in a black community, some things you just fear white people straight up. So right. that was the reality. Um, and I think on our first, no, we didn't record that episode about racism when I talked about, mm-hmm. no, so they wouldn't know. So, this is how it works. Bowley's in the middle. So if you go to the left, there's a town called Okima. If you go to a town to the right, it's called Prague. There's mm-hmm. some little towns in between there, but those are going to be the bigger ones with grocery stores. Um, so my experience with my first experience with white people was racism and how they would um, harass my dad. So when we would go to Okima, they would harass my dad, pull him, pull him over constantly, want to search the car constantly. So all I, grew up hearing was not nice things about white people. So then I got to go to Prague and um, I still have all of that condition, right. but then I met some really good white people. Mm-hmm. So I need, I needed that. If not, I would probably be using a lot of phrases. My grand, my grandparents was saying, and my dad, because that was their experience. Mm-hmm. But you know, my dad was born in like 53. So he went through all of that. My mom was born in 60. So is it, it worked out? It did what it was supposed to do. So, what was something that that friend did that that made you like change your perspective? From she what was nice. You, oh wow! I mean, but that was it. She was wow. nice. Amy had a trampoline too, <laughs> but, but she was she was nice. She was nice. You know, nobody in the hood had a trampoline, but right? Amy, Amy had a trampoline in her house. Okay, but she was just accepting and nice. She was wow. normal, and that's how kids are. They yes. don't know anything about color until we teach them that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we would go to Okima and we were harassed, um, that's all I knew for several years. And then being in a historical black town, everybody's talking about race. So I remember my whole life until 
probably high school sometime. Then on Martin Luther King Day, we marched. That was it. You mm. always marched. It was, mm. my dad was a black business owner. So it was always black business and supporting black business. That's all I got. That's all I understood. So going to Prague helped me be who I am today. Wow. It gave me something different. I had to learn how to work around the people that don't look like me. Right. So it worked out for its own good. But I've told y'all before I've dealt with real racism. So San Diego racism is funny. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, is that what we doing today? Right. That was that was subtle. <laughs> that was subtle. Can you can you give us a glimpse? Because I'm trying to figure out what you mean by uh, different racism. Though. Uh, like, uh, it's it's a, it's subtle here. Yeah. Uh, where my mom in Prague, mm-hmm. my mom grew up what they call across the tracks. So okay. that's where the black people stay. Okay. So that's then people have conversation of oh across the tracks that's where the black people at. So that's in your face. It would throw you off like oh that's where the the black people are at. You'd be like oh black people aren't everywhere. So it's just it's little things like that. You wow. know Oklahoma you might get a nigger to the face wow. here to be a little more subtle. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You may they may not come. You know wait on you quick enough yeah. <laughs> you so like oh we, we strongly in our feelings <laughs> <laughs> oh that's it right and like, like, let me all bring my drink over here and stop playing and bring that me you exactly <laughs> no it's wow. it's a little different depending on the demographics the community yes. you in yeah it's more in your face here it's a little different is it still that way or they they kind of oh absolutely oh wow who <laughs> What holiday was that? And we all went out. We did the boat, Coronado, and we were messing with a guy at the pool. But we made friends with the white people. Fourth of July. For, it was Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Yeah. That's day. We were there. We ended up with you guys. <laughs> what? Yeah. With the Golden Girls. Yes. It was the best day ever. Wow. Yeah. But it was funny to us. Like it was like a like it was a maze with little like. Okay, you're easy. You're easy. And then we ended it with you. Yeah. You have this demeanor about you that just like there is no stranger. Like I don't I don't care Ooh. like who... I've never met a stranger. Yeah, yes. And and I'm just saying with that part of you come develop more in like high school and you know because it's like it looks like to me like part of this has grown and like you accepted your your condi- your situation, you mm-hmm. know. And you made it for the better of you. And that's that's really good because I would say probably more middle school. Okay. Because I was an outsider. So I remember what it feels like to be an outsider. So I tend I will sit with somebody that's sitting by themselves because who wants to feel like an outsider? Now I have moments where I don't want to be bothered by people, but that's me. Right. I don't think a lot of people are like me. I think they're the opposite. So I think people embrace human relationships. They want to fit in. But if you've ever been treated differently because the way you look, mm-hmm. then you know what that feels like. I haven't forgot that. Wow. So I always embrace people. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just my spirit too that I meet random people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going- from coming from uh, Oklahoma and then moving out here, you came by yourself, right? Or I came with the boys. Yeah, with the boys. Um, yep. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's no cameras in here, but Teresa's here. Uh, <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> Teresa. Teresa. <laughs> Teresa was my boss in Oklahoma, so I came out here to work with her. Wow. So did, did was it a thing of like, uh, were you like nervous and scared kind of trying to get out? Because Oklahoma is a small place, then coming to a big city, a bigger Absolutely. city, like, um, like, what were your thoughts? How did you overcome that? Because, you know, you talk to a lot of family and stuff or friends. They won't even. They didn't, they didn't want me to move here. 
That's the thing because mm-hmm. they're fearful. People will put project their fearness onto you. But I had enough fear mm-hmm. um, of my own. But I thought to myself, I believed in how we take care of patients. So that was easy mm-hmm. as far as the work. Um, in my mind was, how can I afford to stay here? That mm-hmm. was it. But I knew that I wanted to offer my kids something different. Mm-hmm. And San Diego offers a lot of things different that I don't think Oklahoma would give them. Um, I want my kids to be surrounded by diversity. I want them to see two men that are married and be like, okay. Right. The same mm-hmm. as if a woman <laughs> and yeah. a man was married. It's who cares? Like right. I teach my kids love is love. Um and of course, there's people in Oklahoma that it will say love is love and is acceptable. But we here we have a whole community like mm-hmm. Hillcrest. You know, it's just a little different. I think you can find your tribe here. You just got to willing to find it. But it, I, you know, what would give me anxiety was the highway, the highway here coming from oh. Oklahoma. Um, trying to drive on this highway, I was like. Now it's nothing. I'd be like, ooh, bitch, get out the way. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it like too big? Or yeah. too like, what, what about the highway? Like, it's just busy. Yeah. You know um, how the traffic is here at like 3 o'clock mm-hmm. by the bridge or 5 o'clock by mm-hmm. uh, Fashion Volleyball, like all them lanes and all the cars. I was just like, ooh. Oh. But I was like, ooh. And then there were no street lights. You said there was no street lights. Or That's still. in the small towns. Okay. But I was in Oklahoma. We skipped a part. Okay. So once I got out of high school, I moved to Oklahoma City, which is not as rural. It's okay. not rural, okay. what you guys think. And we don't live in teepees. <laughs> <laughs> nice to know. <laughs> we, get, we get around in cars, not horses. Okay. Uh, we do not have as many sidewalks as they have here in San Diego. I will say that. They have sidewalks in communities, like in these little subdivisions here. I'll be like, damn, right across your front yard, you got a sidewalk? Not so much. They no, they know they confused. I'm confused. <laughs> so, I'm trying to feel that. Look like. like downtown, like downtown Oklahoma. Of course, there's Oklahoma City. There's sidewalks, mm-hmm. but you know, out front, how you have that sidewalk, mm-hmm. and then you have your grass on the other side. Yeah, you don't have that. No. What is it? Just grass and it stop? It's Yo. just grass in the road. How would you describe it? Yeah. Yeah. I had. If I, I wanted to walk somewhere, I would just walk in the road. And I got hit by a car because of that. I didn't you tell me. Two people. Oh my god. I mean, I, two out of nine people <laughs> have been hit <laughs> by a car walking in the street. This, this don't make no when you had no payments. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm about to Google that because I can't picture Whoa. the yard without a I probably had a picture of my mama. Without house. a sidewalk. How do you how do you what? How y'all got was a, like in the how y'all got a sidewalk is the real question. <laughs> <laughs> y'all waste y'all wasting concrete. Hey. Y'all wasting people. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk in the street and made the odds be your favor. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but it's way they just way more active here. You see a lot that's of people true. here in San Diego. That's night and day for real. Mm. Ain't nobody Oklahoma, we live indoors. We eat, we're bigger people, mm-hmm. we watch football, we want to be inside. What do we need sidewalks for? Did you always want yeah. something bigger? Is that you know what I'm saying? In your, in your eyesight, uh, I no. wasn't even thinking that. Mm. I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking about giving my kids a different opportunity, um, and that I I couldn't fail. That's I laugh at that because now we know how important mm-hmm. failure is. Like we were talking about, like oh, I'm like I failed. Who cares next? Yeah. But back then I was uh, fueled by not failing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What What did you do to make this change? Like what What do you do? Like uh, that. You and Miss Teresa that y'all decided to like, oh, let's go to California. We take care of patients, their teeth. Wow. That's what we do. And y'all decided to branch. Yeah. We on office number seven. Is your number seven? Wow. Yeah. So. 
And y'all just said, uh, we going to go to California there. and it's, make it happen. It, it, it did kind of happen like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. We we gotta we gotta link the episode because you guys did an interview together. We did, which was really really good. So okay. we have to link oh, that sorry. so I can hear more about that story. Wow. It's good. Yes. It's so okay. good. Like just developing mm-hmm. as a person and all that. Yeah. yeah. It, this I wasn't this person. I had to go through a whole bunch to get here. I'm only getting better. Did you ever think about going back? Did that ever cross your mind at all? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> through all the stuff that you no, went through the closest I, I tell people the closest i get to home is texas mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and that, i think that'll be a hard adjustment for me too mm. it's just republicans mm. Mm. well <laughs> after being right. in california that gives everything to right. everybody let yeah. me say that because they'd right. be like well y'all give everything i'm just like yeah sometimes they need it yeah, uh, <laughs> I just feel like my heart is more aligned here, but it can be aligned in other places. You know, everything is chapters. So yeah. I think this chapter right now is San Diego. Wow. And if it leads me somewhere else, then I'll go. Mm. But through the process, um, I'm learning to believe in myself. Yeah. Man, I always thought it was special too, because you, your boys, how, how old are the boys now? I have 14 and a four week old. 14, 14. Let, let and me not four. forget that I got a. <laughs> I got two kids. Wait a minute. I don't have two kids. Yeah. And you have, uh, well, Jacob is uh, your adopted son. Uh-huh. And hearing about that story was really interesting. So I adopted. Yes. Oh, yeah. I guess I got a lot of stuff in between here, don't I? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I had Kirsten at 24, and I thought that I don't want him to be the only child. So I decided to foster. Mm. And I was just like, eh. To get through the fostering process, you have to take all these classes, background check. What is this? What is it called when they come to your house and interview you? Yeah. I cannot. A home study. Boop. Mm. So I was like, eh. I mean, I'll try it. If they tell me no, they tell me no. But it worked out. So Jacob ended up being my first foster son and only. So I got him when he was one. Mm. Um, and at age four is when I adopted him, which was not a something that I really wanted to do. I, I want him to be with his sisters. You know, you want people to be with their siblings. Mm-hmm. So um, he would go visit their siblings, and the lady that had them, she would be like, you sure you don't want to adopt him? He's attached to you. And I used to think she was so crazy. I'm like, they should. he should be attached to me. That's what kids do. Right. Like, he's been exactly. with me since he was one. Since one, yes, yeah. Yes. And then he had a social worker that she would always ask me, would you consider adopting him? And then my family was like, would you adopt him? My aunt, shout out to my Aunt Thelma that was here two weeks ago. Mm. You know, when I was worried about adopting him, my Thelma who gives from every part of her, mm. she's very loving. She said, it ain't nothing, just add a little more water in the pot. And that's one of those wow. things. There you go. When you think about it, like taking care of kids, all they need is love. I was so naive. They need more than love. Don't y'all listen yeah. to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me tell you at age 14, hey, hey they need more than Ooh. love. They need a stiff one hey. on a daily basis. I ain't even told y'all how I caught them this week watching porn. Mm. Oh, well. Animated. Oh, that's a whole nother level, right? Yeah. There. Right, it, it has, has, it has level stuff. Form. It has stuff shooting level. off the screen. <laughs> I feel like I needed 3D glasses. Oh shit, yeah, that's some like that's some next level stuff. <laughs> the regular coochie ain't the one. You <laughs> <laughs> need, he need, need a cartoon. You <laughs> need that thing to look like Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Let me tell you. 
And it's funny because it, when Kirsten's birthday in November, yeah, hear my brain go, we're going to go all around. Um, his dad was here and I was like, you need to talk to them kids about masturbating. <laughs> and he was like, of course my children were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> baby daddy, uh, baby daddy here. I'm like, you can talk to them kids because. This is what they're doing. He, no, they're not. I know what happens when boys start being in the girls, blah, blah, blah. I was like, they're kids. They have something hanging off their body. They have access to the internet. Oh, they masturbate. Jacob's in the, the shower 30 minutes. What is he in there doing? And, and he ain't clean. He's still busted. <laughs> they made me an outsider. No, we're not doing that. Eddie is uncomfortable because he's from Arkansas. We don't even talk about sex. And I was like, well, look at you. How many kids you got? If somebody <laughs> talked about sex, don't use my past against me. I'm just saying we should talk to these kids. I believe in the open. So a couple, let me go back. A couple years ago, they were in Texas, and baby daddy called me and said, hey, Kirsten brought me the phone. Um, it had porn on it. Jacob was looking at porn. This was like sixth grade. And I you know, I was wanting to go wild. He was like, no, let me handle it. I'm going to take care of it. And as a man, I let him take care of it, right? So when Jacob came home, I was like, porn, masturbation is normal, right? That's I've always said that. But I said, you don't want to be in the habit of looking at porn. You'll create an addiction. Also, porn is not real. That's not reality, unless you like Shay and Rock like me. That's my favorite porn. <laughs> but anyway, we talked about that on another episode. Yo. <laughs> But more than likely, he don't know what's real and what's fake. And I'm like, that's not that's not how women's bodies look. That's not natural. This isn't you're not going to look like him and no one's going to ring the doorbell. You know, they're not going to deliver your pizza and give you head. That was my words. They're not going to deliver the pizza and give you head. So don't get in the habit of watching porn. So, OK. So I walk up in the room Thursday night and he was scrambling. <laughs> shut his computer and I was like I'll open it up and that's when I see come <sighs> yeah anime anime porn apparently Ooh, yeah so the next day he come home like everything cool <laughs> this is after we gave your son a hard time uh, <laughs> I was like wait what he he in there with my mom watching TV and shit laughing and I was like wait you not on punishment he was like oh you ain't said nothing I said oh I guess I did. I thought you would know that you're not going to sit up in here after. I was like, you think this is normal behavior? He was like, yes. Remember? I said masturbation was normal. Yeah. I said, oh, masturbation is normal, which he don't want to talk about that. Masturbation is normal. <laughs> I was like, but looking at porn's not. I ain't tripped out on him yet. Uh-huh. He felt so good that he called me Friday from school, yesterday from school, and said, can I go to a birthday party on Saturday? I said, oh, you really tripping. Huh. Wow. I guess. I guess masturbation is normal, so in his mind, we 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 might as well just put porn on the big screen and just eat breakfast around it. That's that's what I'm gonna ask. We're gonna put the anime. We're gonna put the anime. I'd be like, yeah, let's put that on there. I'd be like, yeah, let's put that on there. 
Pop we gonna put on. the anime and eat breakfast tomorrow. I'm like, let's hook up this round sound. Make sure we hear everything. No, we can't. We can't do that. Why? No, Don't think, be ashamed, member. No, wait, I'm just like, it's a time yeah. and place for everything. I think he could. Is I think, it? I think he it is a, a time yeah, and place for everything. And I, yes, me either. I don't think it's a bad thing for him. I think like, it's a time it, and it, place for happen. everything. I mean, I got it like, like fifth grade. There's a, there's a, it's a thing called and pleasure me on um Netflix. Okay. Yeah. And that's, I ain't really, I, I haven't wigged out. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the other part. Like I had went to bed early because I went to work that day. You had texted me and I didn't respond. I responded mm-hmm, real late. Mm-hmm. Um, I was exhausted, so he thought I was done. Nope. But the thing about having a newborn baby, guess what? You're up. I tried to tell him I'm I'm worse than Santa. Call me Jesus. I see everything. I'm worse than Santa. I must have. <laughs> I must have walked in that room because his laptop, because, you know, ain't no laptop mm-hmm. in no room because he already messed that up. So I didn't see that laptop. My mama sleep. I said, oh, they think I'm asleep. Open that door. He was. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what are we doing? He was like, nothing. I was like, oh, you're doing something. Why this computer in here opening up? He shut it down. I said, oh, sign back in. Yeah. He think I don't know nothing about a computer either. I go through your whole history. He'd be like, oh. But anyway, raising well, kids. Well, that's that's where that's we at. Generation. So let's go back to at age four. I thought we just need to add a little more water yeah, to the pot. All the children needed was for us to love them. And I was naive to think that you have to realize that genetics um, plays into a lot of things. Masturbation is normal. I'm not saying he got that from his people. But there's other things that we don't consider. Yeah. But yeah, at the end of the day, kids do just need a lot of love. But it's. love is love is me showing up and being persistent and telling you the same thing over and over because I care about you but it is it is hard it's work I don't know if it's hard work because what's easy work Mm. Mm -hmm. it's work it's work work. I don't know if but you know we can talk about that because we talk about everything on this podcast I don't know if porn is what is a bad thing I'm with you but a time and a place yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just don't feel comfortable with you just sitting up in your bed beating your meat. Uh, I mean, you're going to do it on the bed or the toilet. The bathroom, <laughs> the shower. The bathroom. Can you go? Can you know, you, somewhere else. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, But I'm being careful with it because yeah. we don't want to make it where it's abnormal. No. But I'm going to have to go have the other conversation yeah, with him sure. again that you're not going to go to the barbershop and she going to drop down and get her eagle yeah. on on you. Like, it's not reality. Be careful with the type of right. porn you watch. Yeah. I think that's the conversation. Now. Yeah. Yeah. If, if not, like, yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's, that's going to happen regardless. Yeah. Like it just anywhere. feels really weird. It's like a bill pair, right? Is what it is. Yeah. That's my what wifi. Is. You get my wifi to get your, your rocks off. You know what I'm saying? And leaving them dirty socks and, and you in the bed, yeah. making yeah. your sheets crunchy yeah. and you yeah. do it and nah. cursing, curse you on the bottom bunk bottom and cursing bunk. on the top the bunk. The bed just shaking. No. I'm like, come on, girl. <laughs> I know what you're Stop. doing down there. Leave me alone. <laughs> Just know that girls, we don't do these things. We are ladies. <laughs> uh, Look. in the top bunk sleep. You see, I know he got courtesy. You know what I'm saying? A little bit. Like, dang. 
It's gonna happen. Yeah, you know, it is, I, you don't even know how to. You know, I, I when, I, when I went back to my room, I laughed because I was like, he don't even know how to masturbate, right? He didn't have no lotion, or he had nothing up in there. It'll rub raw. He'll learn his lesson. You know what I'm saying? He'll get a little fucking, you know, a little callister on it a little bit. Callus, Yeah. And he'll learn his lesson. Yeah, welcome I, to parenthood. Right, I know. right, right. I like I, all they need is a little love. They did. You put the wrong water in there. You just got to put some holy water in there. <laughs> <laughs> put the dunk them up in there. No, that's that's what raising children are. Yeah. Wow, wow. You, you're like the most honest person ever met. <laughs> like, <laughs> just because uh, I think some things that I you know might think about and then how it comes out is might be completely different. But you've always been like, this is how I feel. This is what's going on, and you know, you share it, you put it out there with confidence. Yeah. Like, this is just me. How did you develop that? Cause I feel like that is a, uh, I don't, I don't know. I think secrets, I think secrets destroy things, destroy people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think we can learn a lot from each other. Um, but if you are willing to not talk about your experience, then who, mm-hmm. how do we learn from each other? Right. If we can't, you know, I want to be, we relate. That's we're humans. We all, I'm not the only person who has a 14-year-old who's watching porn being named me. Mm. But there's someone else that may hear this and be like, oh, maybe I can talk about it now. Right, Why do you? Right. I, I just don't feel like I'm embarrassed about anything. Um, I'm not ashamed of anything. If I did it, I did it. Um, there's only opportunity to learn and grow from it. Were you, you at church? Did you go to church a lot? A lot. Yeah. Or church? Uh, <laughs> Were you church? Probably before sixth grade. Uh-huh. I had to go every Sunday. Wow. You know, we didn't have that type of household. My dad just threw the Bible at you to make you do things that he wanted you to do. Wow. But not like well, for which, real, for real. This church does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So like once so, a week, we didn't have to go to church every day, mm-hmm. Wednesday to pray. And uh, no. Was that, was that always your awareness though? Like you kind of get what I'm saying about the secrets thing? Like when? No. When did you, when did that develop? Like, when did that hit that, you know, just putting it out there is the best thing? Um, John DeCon. Mm. Once I seen how he got away with it, mm. and I knew um, how he got away with it, it was because he, he victimized. Like, that's, he knew, I don't, I can't speak for white people. I can only speak as a black woman that when it comes to relationships and things fail, we are private about them. I think most women are, um, that's why I say I can't speak about white people, but when it comes to black people, I think we just suck it up, like move on, suck it up. And that's like, that's how he's gotten away with it. Mm -hmm. When they were like, I was too embarrassed to talk about it. And I'm like, why would you be embarrassed of someone else's shortcomings? Make that make sense to me. Mm -hmm. If anybody should be embarrassed, it should be Jonathan and his stinking ass mom and daddy. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) Behind every, right. behind every, Boom. you know, nothing that spin is yeah. his mama. Hey, mm. so, but mm. that's how they he got away with it. Um, I wish I would have had my little paper from my therapist. How I, I had the wrong definition of ashamed mm. because I was trying to. I had wrote it down. It was really good because she was like, "Ooh," I was like, "When?" I, I guess when people when I think of the emotion ashamed, it's usually someone else's behavior. Not my own. I'm mm. like, it's something that they use to make me feel bad. Wow. And I was like, I refuse to be ashamed. But she also told me to get angry. So, oh, I'm not. Okay. It's dangerous. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> She's like, you, I, should, wow. you should be angry about this. You should be angry about that. <clears throat> you know, that's, which is a step. Getting permission to be angry. Come on. 
I'm gonna give it that mic. But y'all, that's Brittany over there. Yes, AP. Um, AP Brittany. No, oh, my bad. What did you AP say? AP Elemento Q. <laughs> Ignore all that. My but bad. I think within our culture, being given. I told her that. Giving the permission to be angry is huge because we're not taught to be angry. This is exactly yeah. what I told her. When I said, I'm not allowed to be angry. She said, Well, what do you mean? I said, As a black woman, where is it safe for me to be angry? That it's not gonna be used against me. Mm. Mm. Because if I raise my voice, I'm too loud. Yep. Mm-hmm. If I don't look a certain way, it's used against me. I'm not professional. Mm-hmm. I'm not That's this. I'm not that. Boom. I said, where Where do I fall? When When do I get to be angry? Mm. I've never had a, a place to be angry. Mm. How is angry expressed? Um, That's a good one. I only know the worst side of anger, which is something I choose not to do. Mm. which usually for me is violence. So it's funny for me just to uh-huh, give you a warning, like, oh, this is what we're doing? <laughs> Let me walk away. Like, uh, I'll go to jail. Like, I don't really want to go to jail. People are <laughs> depending on me. What, what's your phrase? Is that, your phrase is, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't do nothing to nobody or something like okay. that. that that's bother. always, I, 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 I don't bother. I don't nobody. bother nobody. Because I don't. Exactly. I, I, don't, I, don't even be I don't bother people when they find me. I really be minding my business. Right. Is anger not a feeling? Without an action? Um, good question, Joe. Mm. I think for me, my experience with anger and angry people has always been violence. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I know it's not truly, but that's yeah. it. No. And that's probably why you don't want to show I anger. Don't. And that's why I was like, sometimes I think people's interpretation of angry, they're not giving you what they're, what angry really is. Like you should be angry, but what is, what is angry? There's a, there's a spectrum of angry that it you is. can experience. Yeah, I that can you be can have. Yeah, you can be like, you can be angry and not express it in a, in a way of physical form, you know, but that's the only angry that you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think when she's saying sometimes angry, she's not telling you what what angry is, what is the feeling of anger, what it's does anger sit do. in my emotions and be present. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we talked about that two days ago because wow. I talk about being um, distracted. Yeah. Out of every time I've had hurt and pain, um, I've been really well at putting my head down and working, mm-hmm. which is a distraction. Mm, of mm. course. I have to deal with it. Yeah. I do that too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't feel that. <laughs> I have no time I for that it. today mm. or tomorrow. So Put that aside. Let me let me work or let me, you know, let me go do this and that. Wow. And um, it's really not honoring yourself though. Mm. That's what um True. there's a verse that says, um, be angry uh, but sin not. Uh-huh. And sin is when you separate yourself from yourself, really. So when you're sinning, in that sense, you're going out and causing physical harm, which mm-hmm. is the anger, the sinning part. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But the anger part, I think she was saying, is just sitting in it with yourself and your emotion being present is going to. my vision board. It's freeing yourself at the end mm-hmm. of the day. So I it think is. anger is a good thing if we're taught how to be, like your therapist said, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it becomes a bad thing. We've never been taught what. Mm-mm. Really, what it is, and how mm-hmm. to express it, and how to feel it, and how to how to use it to overcome what we what, what we need to overcome. So I think that the anger part is good, you know, because it's hard for me sometimes to, as well. Just to sit in the anger, we want to just dodge it because I don't want to go to that feeling. It's too much. Mm-mm. Yeah, so. anger anger feels dangerous for me. Mm. Mm. When did you start like really going to, um, or what made you even start doing therapy? And- John and Con. Okay. John Nakon, but the pandemic. Okay. Because mm. the pandemic, we went, I wasn't allowed to be distracted. Where could I go? Yeah. It wasn't no brunch trips. It wasn't no let's go take shots. 
Patron with pickle juice. I was I was okay. sitting at I was at home. Okay. I was at home when I had all these feelings and I kept on trying to put them over here and it didn't exist and kept on thinking, oh man, tomorrow I want to feel like uh, the old me. Uh huh. I want to feel like the old me. I'm sad about this and that. And once I realized, like, girl, you'll never be the old me. You can only be better. You can only be better. I'm not allowed to be the old me because I have to learn and grow from this experience. What am I learning? But I was sad. So with the pandemic, it was like, girl, you need to work on your mental health for real. Because if not, if we never had the pandemic, then I would have distracted myself at work. I would have never went and sat in the therapist chair because I need to be at work. That's what I do well is being busy. Right. So what? Well, when we couldn't be busy, the whole world shut down. It was like, oh, you having these thoughts that are not very healthy. Is this what you want to do? And I mentioned something to uh, Dr. Helen Davis the other day. I said, my entire life, I'm stubborn if y'all don't know that. Whew. I accept it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stubborn. And you don't get to win. Mm-hmm. And I realized when I was holding on to my sadness with Jonathan, the stuff with my dad, mm-hmm. I'm like, they're winning still. Mm-hmm. And you don't get to win with me. You can win. You just don't win with me. Mm. So to let for him to continue to be in me and me have a reaction like this and be sad and he don't give a damn. He's moved on to the next 15 victims. I got to fix me. So because if not, he continues to win. Wow. So I ain't no winning. You can win, but that's not with me. Mm. That's how I look at it. And if people don't know about John the Con, I'm going to make sure that's linked here, too. (laughs) So they can check out like, what is she saying? What is John the Con? Yeah. So that's that's how I um. That's how I got there. I think th- I think we met you post yeah. pandemic, right? Like in, in which quarter? You know, I call it quarters. Yeah. So you was probably fifth quarter. Fifth quarter of the pandemic. We are officially in our twelfth quarter of uh, the pandemic. I'm trying to remember. I ain't think about that because <laughs> they had just shut down the regular gyms again mm. when I came here. It was oh, November, right. November 2020, when I first started coming here. And was that? After your kind of healing process you started, or was that during the whole time? That November, I went to my first ther- virtual therapy session. That November. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh-huh. Because I do remember you being in the backyard, but you're, con- like, evolving. is like you're a completely different person from yeah. that time from when we met, you know. And it's, and it's you've helped us out because you evolved so much. You kind of get what I'm saying? And it's dope to pass have you in as a part of our lives because you're evolving helps us to become aware of a lot of stuff that yeah. has that I didn't even know you know even when we started this podcast it was just like damn I didn't even know I was really that fucked up mm-hmm. you know and it wasn't that I wasn't trying not to be it was just I was unaware of it and so mm-hmm. I love being around people who are super aware of themselves because it brings awareness to myself not being selfish but mm-hmm. like it shows me where I'm falling and I'm failing at and I know so, is good it is it is because it's a learning lesson. It is. And it's something that I want and that I need. I just didn't have the people around me to have that. And so when you stepped in, you brought a whole new crowd into our lives mm-hmm. that I needed at that point. And so, you know, it was something that I, I was I was wanting, I was wishing, I was hoping for. I didn't know where it was going to come from. I didn't mm-hmm. know how it was going to happen, but I know it was needed. And ever since, you know, you came into our lives, it's, it's been amazing. Like, because your growth has shown me, shown me how to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, as a person and, and the way that I need to question myself, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that honestly, like when you came in, you, you would always question. And I was like, I didn't know what to do with it. 
I, I really didn't. Listen, I didn't ask like. Questions. She did. Look, she would ask questions, and I would have to go. And I'm a thinker, so I'm like, damn, like, fuck, man, she's trying to get, like, she's trying to, like, you know, get me, get, like, you know, what I'm saying, or what? But it was really just the way you would make, the way you make people think, or the way you make me think, really about life and about myself. It was just, it's powerful. That's why I was wondering where were you at in that stage of growing because it's crazy okay i've always asked a ton of questions uh that's that's just me um but before i went to therapy i i started listening to books a lot of book stuff so it just brings awareness therapy doesn't fix things it just teaches you how to deal with situations or Mm -hmm. think differently um on a personal level so i think yeah, shout out to Jonathan. Thank you for uh, Thank you. giving me all the trauma <laughs> that you gave me on top of the other trauma I had. It forced me to get my life together. And now mm. that I can give differently to other people. Because I think that's the that's why we're here, to mm-hmm. give to each other. You talk about the power of influence. That's what I mm-hmm. want to leave behind is, yeah, like, hey, I see things a little differently. Mm-hmm. I wasn't always this way, for sure. Ooh. I'm going to pipe in for a second. Yeah. Okay. So I've I've been working with Jenna probably... 13 years now, 14 years. We got to be, well, the boys is 14, so probably 12. 12, 12. okay. It's, yeah. it's been a 13. minute. Yeah. But um, I don't know that you're giving yourself enough credit here. Because mm. <laughs> you were on this journey long before Jonathan. Mm. And you had the therapy part. But. No, but you have a, you've had a genuine interest in other people. Mm. Of course. And knowing who they are and being vulnerable about who you are, where you are on your journey. Mm-hmm. And being your friend and your colleague, all this time, it's it's been more about um, learning how much more alike you are with other people than how different oh. you are, and you you help people celebrate that. Oh yeah, and that's been happening a long time before Jonathan, and she's yeah. still there. You know, she, <laughs> of course, yeah. she's yeah. still there. Wow. That's true. Yeah. That's- true. He, that, I, yeah. I think he gave me the, the the trauma I needed to go heal some other wounds. Mm-hmm. There we go. There we go. Just open yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been. I've always liked people. Well, yeah. uh, like it's a stretch, but mm. yeah, it's moments where I didn't, I had other issues, but they were more personal than anything mm. else. So mm-hmm. you're going through that. The way you healed and you allow other people to have a voice, because a lot of women obviously do not have a voice, nor do they know how to talk about it or the words to attach to it. They shave themselves, like you said, and they just decided to just hold that in, hold that anger, that pain in. But you was like, huh, not me. Mm. You know, and we, if women need to hear that. We mm-hmm. need to know, like, look, I have a voice and I don't have to be treated this way. Mm-mm. This, you know, and it, and it is not my fault that this is not. This okay. This, you know? <laughs> right. So, and that was, that's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. for you to get out, like, look, no, ladies, no. You know, and that story that you went through, that trauma I don't know if it's called embrace, but you found a way to still evolve yourself through the condition. Yeah, I think that's how we learn. I hope yeah. I always evolve through whatever hurts. <laughs> that Hey, I can take something away from it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just not happening. I think it's, uh, I had wrote something, and it, and it talked about being able to get over it and to kind of like get your goal and get what you want. Um, be like, you're the epitome of this. Like you take ownership of mm-hmm. the whole situation. I see a lot of people who pass that, pass that ownership off and they never heal and they never grow. And you've always like, you know, one thing I do know about you, you always take complete ownership of every situation. And that to me is when I see your growth and when I see, when I think about you from when you first got here um, until even until now and your growth is it's 
complete ownership of your life and your situation and your what's going on. And I, and that's something that like, you know, I aspire to be like, especially, you know, when I'm looking at you and I'm thinking about situations, it's something that I, you know, that I bounce back on. Did I really take complete ownership of it? Cause you know, when I look at other people and I, you know, I look at their qualities, I see very good, strong qualities in certain people. And I think that, you know, building a good team is having those people who have, you know, she has a good, that good mm-hmm. quality, that person has a good quality. So they're a team. And so pulling from you was George is like complete, complete, complete ownership, man. I'm, and, and I, that's like, that's, that's rare sometimes, you know, because you'll see is it? It, yes. it's so it rare. Is. Yes. <laughs> and you just are unapologetically you. Yes. yes. And people don't know how to take that in. They don't. <laughs> it's rare. And I see people are hungry for it. Yes. They are. Yes. They are. And that's why I said that's why it's ne- it's needed. It is needed. And I think for me, I met you before, John McCon. I met her at the airport. My my kid was flying by by himself. Uh, her kids were flying by themselves. It was a year after my divorce, and um California was hard for me. But she was sitting on her side, and I just knew like I saw her two kids and I saw her. They were all doing their own thing, but like they were themselves. And um, my joke was always when I put my kid on the plane, if the plane went down, at least I would know who was on the plane with him. And I saw you guys and I was like, oh, my goodness. And I went up to you and I just I don't know what I said, but I introduced myself to you. And I just remember you were like, I read I read like the black books like you. It was like it was like I was more into something. And you were like, you read some type of books. I, and, I used to read black fiction. Yes, and, and, but you were like, you looked at me the way you're looking at me now. You're like, just no. And I was like, oh, it's okay. Like, can we hang out, you know? And, um, and I ain't gonna start reading your books. You ain't gotta read my books. I don't want to read those books and I still don't. But she looked at me like, just no. And when she told me that, I was like, okay, cool. And she invited me um, to the monthly brunches they used to have. And I've always struggled with my own identity of figuring out where I feel most comfortable with. Uh, And, um, but I have family. I was always angry moving to California. And I just have to say, you've been family to me. And, uh, yeah, shut up. (laughs) But you've been, you've been yourself. And for me, you being yourself has given me the confidence that I needed, that my journey was okay. And, um, but in my culture, you can't talk about what's not okay. You just keep doing what you need to do. That's right. And, uh, but I was always able to be Brittany. Like, I didn't have to be Miss George or a teacher or anything. So when you say, like, AP, now I'm like, I'm still Brittany, the one you met at the of airport. Course. You Oh, we know, friend. Okay. I just like saying it. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. I don't expect you. I got you. Thank you. I don't expect you to be anything else. Thank it's you. just it's just funny that you AP Brittany now. It's funny to everybody. I'm telling you. But um, before John the Con or before anything, for me, I saw you as I saw you as someone that I felt like we don't have to be the same, but you felt like family to me. And the way you invited me in has been how I sustained in California. Aww. So to see where you are now with this new baby, um. I got my tubes tied after Evan because I didn't want <laughs> more kids. So to see a new baby um, and new celebration after this COVID and everything else, for me, it's like a fairy tale. Like, it's beautiful. Aww. So I don't want to give John the con. Because I never liked John the con, to be honest. I, I met him one time at the bowling alley, and I was kind of like, uh, I'm not feeling I didn't go to nothing else with you guys. But um, you being you 
has given me what I needed. Oh, you're so sweet. But not like in a way like I like I need you. Like no. you, you give me a sister vibe where I can grow as the person that I needed to be. And um, I just want to say happy birthday. And I'm really happy to be here with you. But you're really like you're funny. You own who you are. You're very honest. Um, but for somebody like me, it means so much to have that support up here. So thank you. We need, thank you for starting it, Brittany, because yes. we definitely got some more people that's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody else wants to like, right. share none, how you... None of us are from here. We all need each other. I know. That part. You can share like how, how, how you met and your experience with Jenna. So I met Jenna and Teresa. Actually, they hired me as a dental assistant at their company. And Jenna was always just very friendly mm -hmm. and you've always been like a, a light in my life oh. anything I know that I'm feeling I'm like this could be stupid this is so dumb and I tell you and you just get it and it's I'm, not dumb <laughs> I'm like oh I don't know how anyone would take that you know when you have to send a text or anything and she'll respond back with exactly what I'm thinking or how I feel and I'm like okay you know somebody gets me mm -hmm. and I'm just so happy for you and how far you've come and oh. Oh, he's been amazing to me. Oh, y'all gonna try to get the I tears. Y'all gonna get the tears? Oh. Y'all, but I just had somebody that poured into me, and I had Teresa. Y'all realize that? Mm. I've, had, I've had great people in my life um, who poured into me, and what you are seeing is just the product of that. So, of course, I would pour into others, right? That's what we're supposed to do, right? Yeah. Jenna, I'd say you're probably the first person that helped me see that it was a mission and a responsibility to pour into others. It is. You know, you moved out here with me and we brought our kids and our families and we became sisters because we didn't have anyone else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the more we worked with our teams and to develop people and we talked about what we wanted in our community and what we wanted in even our community at work, mm -hmm. um, I really started to see that that it's a lifestyle and it is pouring into people and making the world around you better. Mm -hmm. It's that's the real job. Mm -hmm. That's the real job. Everything else that you do along the way that helps with the paycheck, you know, that's a, that's a perk. But the job is is to make your environment better, not to be upset about your environment. Yeah. And I think you've taught me that Aww. over the last seven years with us working out here. Aww. Thank you. Y'all so sweet. That's beautiful. Okay, y'all gave me my flowers. Yes. I love give me this. Flowers, because don't don't listen. Yeah, that I believe. Give me my flowers today. Don't wait to a funeral. Don't wait to a funeral, y'all. Pour into people. Yes. I was gonna say I met Jenna playing basketball. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Missing all the lips. <laughs> I thought wide gonna, open lips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you was gonna talk about what I had on my head. Well, loved. I'm about to get to that. So. <laughs> When I met Jenna, we was uh, we were playing. It was like a a league, a co-ed co league. lead on Mondays, yeah. And she was playing on the other team, uh -huh. and uh, and I saw her, and she had this head wrap on, like kind of what she got on now. So when I saw her, I thought, oh, I mean, that's I mean, she looked like a deaconess or like somebody that goes to church. <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, oh, she's really nice. Like she came up and invited me to a brunch afterwards. I was like, oh, maybe this is like a church brunch or something like that. Like I had no idea. Then once we showed up to. <laughs> no. Then once we show up to the brunch, I was there on time. Oh My yeah. Time days. And when she came in the door, I was like, 
that's not the person. Yeah. <laughs> that can't be. <laughs> I was like, who is this person? But I had no idea from that point, like, that she would be such a rock and, like, an amazing friend to me. Because um, I'd also, we moved to California um, at that time. So she seen me through divorce, seen me through um, a new relationship, how I've changed and evolved. Like, um, your example and your support as a friend has been everything for me. Oh, y'all are so, so sweet. Um, yeah, and we uh, she taught me pickleball, which I still play to this day. She don't play no more, but I play. I want to um, play again. I got my paddle still. <laughs> got a baby. Oh, uh-oh. can I can I put Duke on my back and play pickleball? Oh, I don't know about that. It's low. It's low impact. You, will, no, you, you can stand it. still and hit yeah. the ball. <laughs> yeah, so, and you then can to just you, bring Duke to me. <laughs> <laughs> And she also introduced me to uh, to my girlfriend. So it's go. just like a lot of like beautiful things that have uh, come about. And we went on our first international trip together. We did go to Thailand. We go to Thailand. Partial was nervous as shit. I, oh I was like, God. girl, take a pill. <laughs> take a pill. I was tripping. <laughs> I was tripping. But we just have these like amazing like and, and memories that have stretched us as people. Oh, so I like that. It has yeah. stretched us. Yeah. We stretch each other. Like when we go work out, we go do something. I'm seeing what she's doing. She said what I'm doing. And we like today, I ain't doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> My body don't work like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But happy birthday. Thank you. Happy. Y'all, that was so birthday. sweet. Yay. This wasn't even on my radar today. All right. Let me see. So, Jenna. Uh oh. <laughs> you know, actually, it was like, uh, I was like, I don't know about her, dad. <laughs> and we had just started this women's group and it was the first time and her and ashley came i thought you and ashley knew each other for life Everybody like, that. i had just I met like, her at the engagement would, party girl i would not I've have never known. met a stranger i've I never met tell. a stranger which gets I me in trouble me. It gets it me in trouble me. i was like are you serious like no and then so she just kept coming and the energy she was bringing, but it was just just her. And I was like, you know, I don't know, because she's not church-like, you know. And, oh, <laughs> she, she, she talking about, what, y'all coming to, is this church? Y'all about to have Bible study up in here? I got to tell my mom. <laughs> she was like, I came to church oh, by accident. I was like, yes. oh, they in here reading the Bible. Oh, this ain't my, yes. this ain't my people. No, I, I so cuss a lot. <laughs> Yes, yes. So I'm like, um, Joe, I just, I don't know, but it's just something about her that's just mm-hmm. like, it was very wow. You were just authentically, unapologetically you. Like, I just, it's Period, me, you know? And I was like, I, I like her, but it's like, you know, she's crossing some of my boundaries. You know that I'm not used to. <laughs> I'm a little worried about Joe. So I was just like, I don't know. And it's just like, girl, let's go here. She wanted to go to the uh, brunch and this stuff. And I say, okay. She's like, you know, they just gonna, my friend's going to be them, okay? So you just be ready. You know? <laughs> I was like, okay. And I was like, okay, I'm going here with her. Get out the house. And yeah. yes, yes. She said, get out the house. Joe's like, go. And I'm... <laughs> Oh, was that your first brunch? Was it my... No. Oh, I think no. it was when we went to... That was a calm one. No, that, that was that very was, fun. Uh, that was a and it started. It started drizzling, raining. No, yeah. that was the second. I think we went to the wine. Oh, the winery. That was my first one. 
Okay. And that was <laughs> it was it was calm. And I needed that calm. Yeah, I needed that calm because I don't think I would have went out again. We haven't done it up big. We have it. Oh, oh okay. take no, us back to our no, day. No, 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 because it was it wasn't until like I think um when we went over home dude's house when it got a little different for me. I was like, uh, no, we did something for Ashley, and then we we had something at his the pool the pool party. Oh, the pool party was, when I was, fun. Really, was my birthday I was last year. Open. Yes, your yeah. birthday yes. definitely. We were all there. Like, yo, she's like yo ass out all this. I was like, oh my gosh, like. Well, what else is the ass yo, cheek for? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's and not I, to put in pants, but like, out of girl, freedom ass like, cheeks. Exactly. And she's like, you got all this body and you up here hiding it. Like, what you Why? doing? Like, what? And she's like, I just don't understand. But I think we went on a, a road trip because you just because you wanted to go to this store and we ended up. Uh, L.A. Yeah. Inglewood. Inglewood. And she we caught me on a day. Exactly. And and also your glasses. You was wanted to yeah, get I was certain glasses. glasses. And yeah. I was like, and I really got a chance to see this side of her that I was like, in my own judgment cloud. And it made me look at things a little different. And I was just like, wow, you know, I'm the one actually very enclosed and judgmental <laughs> and very like, you know, pointing fingers. But it's like, I don't think I would have took it if someone would have just outright told me, oh, you're being judgmental, you're just this and this and that. Because I was still stuck in my conditions. Yes, very defensive uh -huh. and stuck in my conditions. But... It was like something about you. It was like, you know, I hear you. You know, I see where you come from. And it was just like, you know, wow. Like, she she has a story and a very heart about her that I'm not out here picking who you are. Mm -mm. You know, I'm just being, you know, and I'm going to be me. I sweep around my porch. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. Oh, and it just, it. It definitely made me want to get out of my box and become more and start to like love it. And even when we was having the women's group, you know, how you were just so empowering. And I was like, I didn't have women friends because we were so I remember damaged. You saying that. I was like, oh, how they hurt. And, you know, we're very, uh, just, just like, look, you know, I'm going to do me. And it was very shut off. So most of my friends was like either males, but it was like something that was like very drawing that you had a heart for women like you are if anybody woman power for you <laughs> like I was like wow and I saw your heart I saw how you were and I just saw and even being around you I saw how you were just it didn't matter who because you was just around friends of all ethnicity race religion it didn't matter like you 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 friend them all it didn't matter and I and I love that and I was like wow because you know I claim to have this heart because the church teaches you to be you, this yeah way. you christ-like right right christ-like right. actually christ-like <laughs> christ-like you know church teaches you to be like this but i said i'm far from it mm. if anything i am the one that's more of a sinner and less like god than any other and i was like but you showed me just by your walk and just by you and the people that surround you and love to be around you was like, wow, you know, you had this energy that people want to be a so part sweet. of and amazing. So I thank you for you being you and happy birthday, girl, because you are amazing. I just want to, as a woman, are we responsible? Like, what's the responsibility? I'm supposed to pat you on your back. I'm supposed to make sure you feel comfortable. 
that's as a woman, that's what we're supposed to do. That's amazing because I'm just like whoever, like, Oh, Shout out to all the women that patted me on my right. back. They love me. They taught me how girl. to be a friend. Yes. You know, I think we talked about that on an episode of, I don't know if we're talking about moms or whatever. And after my, my mom left this morning after being here a month. And it was literally the best trip I've ever had with my mom. Mm. Because she was, my aunt came and she wanted to do things and we had a good time. Um, she's just in a really good place. But my mom taught me about friendships with women. You know, and when I hear women say that they can't be friends with other women, it hurts me when you said that. And it was another person who said that. I was like, oh, why? Like, what happened to you? (laughs) Because when I think of every part of my life um, that's been great and awful, um, I had a woman to support me. Yes. So I got to show up for the next woman. That's our responsibilities. We talk Mm -hmm. about the power to influence. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like, show up. Show up. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, don't you don't haven't y'all been surrounded by a lot of great women that was patting you on your back when you didn't think you could get through? Now, now with now. you, you were you were the star. You like, may you may have had it, but you were not in a place to receive it. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. We got we have to take on our responsibilities with things. Yeah, because if I'm not in the right mindset, then I'm not going to receive that. It comes across as something different. Yeah, sure Why they in my business? Why they doing that? Why they that? That <laughs> ain't got nothing to do with mm. them. They just trying to show up for you. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say thank y'all. I didn't was not expecting this at all. Uh, and it's so not something that I would ever want somebody to sit up and talk around me. It's, it's awkward. Right. <laughs> yeah, if I would have known, I probably would have lit the gym on fire so we could have all been outside. <laughs> Like, we're not doing that today. Fire. (laughs) But thank y'all for um, showing up and celebrating me. Uh, That's really very nice. Don't wait to my funeral to talk nice about me. Tell me now. Tell me now. Uh, Yeah, on this episode of Just Keep Living. I guess I get another year. You get another year, I know, right? Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. And I'm uh, I'm gonna let the baby have this one this year, but y'all know forty is next year. If you don't have your passport, you might want to get your passport <laughs> oh, yeah. now. Right. All right. I'm gonna work on the babysitter because that's gonna be my traveling baby right there. Maybe my mom will come watch him. Evan can watch him. Evan. Whoa. All right. We might close the episode out with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, Evan, Evan is my favorite. <laughs> hey, Evan and JoJo are my favorite. Right. Maybe we can put them together. Yeah. They would equal one. <laughs> well, well, thank y'all. Um, I definitely this made me Sum feel good. Like I'm looking forward to our next season on the podcast. Yes. Just sitting here talking too. Yes. Uh, it was kind of all over the place. We're gonna have one episode good. about masturbation and porn. It's coming up. Play, <laughs> I'm playing, y'all. I'm playing. I'm playing. Oh, we should bring the kids. Hold on. Bring the kids to the table. And we gonna do anime porn anime on the right big screen. We gonna rate it one to ten. Which one's the best? I need Hey. Who who else gonna teach them? Who else going to teach them? He didn't even have lotion in there. I know. He raw. If he would ask me, I would tell him. I know that I heard. (laughs) He can't go that long, so don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry, raw. Well, anyway, y'all, it's been fun. So we'll catch y'all on the next episode. Just keep living. Yay!